Chaos Rain. Chaos Rain presents From Poverty to Success with special guest Theo Wolf. Broadcast.
The views expressed on Talk Real Solutions hosted by Tyrone Thompson at TalkRealSolutions.com are the views of Tyrone Thompson and do not reflect the views of TalkRealSolutions.com, YouTube, or etc. The content here belongs to Talk Real Solutions and its many contributors. Views and opinions expressed by all contributors belong to them and not TalkRealSolutions.com or Tyrone Thompson, the host, or etc. All data and information provided on the site is for informational purposes only. Talk Real Solutions makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, correctness, suitability, or validity of any information on this site and will not be liable for any errors, omissions, or delays in this information or any losses, injuries, or damages arising from its display or use. All information is provided on an as-is basis. In the world where there's crime, corruption, violence, murder, rape, theft, and all forms of atrocities that plague the world in which we live in today, what you're witnessing, we are living in a state of chaos, and are taking more extremer chaos to restore the order in which the world we live in today. Or I should say, greater or more extreme chaos. <laughs> I always mess up. Welcome again to another session, another podcast slash um stream chaos rain channel as you know i'm chaos rain here and today's stream i'm gonna have a sit down with a man that has gone from hell and high waters and back and possibly will tell and teach those who how to make better on themselves but before i give the details of today's stream i would like everybody to go to talkresolutions.com on TalkRealSolutions.com, you'll see the three-point plan for black empowerment, black achievement. Also on the website, there are lists of black-owned banks. And like always on Talk Real Solutions, we always advocate for those that it would be wise to start a small business or a business of your own. And we don't really emphasize this. I don't really emphasize enough on this side of the platform, but I will start doing that now because, as you know, because we live in much more uncertain times, it is a necessity if you're a man or woman, depending on your economic situation, whether you work a nine-to-five or, you know, you're self-employed, you should always have something of your own down the line. If not, then while you're working your career or working a job, you always should always have to think of what could I bring and contribute to the world, to society. That would be evolutionary that people could look at, talk about, and use to affect their lives today or to improve the quality of life. So always keep that in mind when you're a young person, whether you're still figuring out or not, you know, always keep in mind that you always want to have something of your own. And I should take my own advice, but, you know, like I said, I'm only saying this for those that ever thought about it or is going to think about it. I'm going to tell you up front now that, you know, think about it now. And carry on and do the actions to make this a reality. So that's pretty much it. You can find all that in the website as well. And don't forget, we also have the latest news and articles also on the website as well. And a donation tab if you want to donate. 
contribute to the Tierra side of things, that would be appreciative. Now, you could also follow this stream also on Facebook. And you can follow TRS on Facebook as well. Um, type in Talk Real Solutions on Facebook. Join the group. Like the page. And you will get invited into the private chat room of Talk Real Solutions. It gets very heated. It gets very interesting. And it gets very much, um, how should I say, we get in people's feelings during the chat room. A lot of people are talking about, you know, current events mostly. So you'll have fun joining the um, chat or the private chat of Talk World Solutions on Facebook. So join it now by liking the page on Facebook. And always, this is also stream on Talk World Solutions on YouTube as well. So, you know, there are some things that, you know, you'll catch on my channel and others on TRS. Mostly my stuff is mostly all over the place. So it's not on one station. So it's on my YouTube page as well. And I'm wrapping up the other side of season two, the uploads as well on podcast, Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, etc. So be on the lookout. Just follow my page on YouTube as well. Hit the red button and, you know, hit the top bell for more details and more upcoming uploads or upcoming streams. And that is pretty much it. I think I said enough. So now let's look at the title at hand. All right, let's look. Hmm. So I'm about to do this. Okay. Today's stream is titled Chaos Rain Presents From Poverty to Success with the first time on Talk Real Solutions. The one and the only, Theo Waff. Press star 6-1, Theo, so I can see you and open your line. Star 6-1. All right, as I open up the line for the first time, Theo Waff, welcome everybody that's listening to TRS, Theo, for the first time. How you doing, Theo? Hey there, I'm here. Sorry, I got, um, I, I need to press star six one. No, you're in, you're in the line. We carry you. You're live now. Good. Good, 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 good. All right. All right. Welcome, brother, for the first time on Talk Real Solutions. I'm happy to have you as a guest. Um, before we go into the story and the, the, the subject at hand, I'd like to go back in a moment of time, back in time. We can take a step back in the past step it into the present and hopefully look forward to the future. So the first time on Talk World Solutions, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Uh, thank you. Uh, so my name is Theodore Waff. Uh, I've been a part of the Manosphere for about uh, 10 years now. I'm involved in IT security. I focus on IT cloud security, to be honest. I've been working in IT security over 20 years. Um, I'm American, uh, African-American, uh, I was born in the United States, and I've lived abroad over 18 years uh, total. So, um, speak four languages, and um, yeah, I, I definitely was poor there for a while. I had a very bad hit in life, and I recovered from it. 
All right, excellent, excellent. So now the subject at hand. Um, poverty to success. Mm-hmm. Um, because we don't know much about your background. Um, if you do mind a little bit about your life story of how you, I guess, fall into poverty before we, we hear the good stuff, the success. And the reason why I'm asking is because oh. it's very important that people know saying that in life, we're going to have bumps and roads. And people either they're going to stay in that ditch or come out of it. And I find your story to be very interesting, like many brothers that have come up out of the rut. So if you want to give a little life lesson story, you know. Sure. Of, you know, I will. I will expand on it uh, because, you know, you, I've also said it on others channels, so I'll give something more unique to yours um, so people get a better idea. So I grew up in poverty. My my father um, and my mother were both on welfare, and sometimes they got off of welfare, and they would do a job, but then they would go right back to it. And so um, I grew up very stressed out because of the financial situation, and I saw how welfare controlled them. And I hated it. So uh, I studied to death. And I made sure that I was able to have good grades. And I I did very well in school. So I went to university, full scholarship. And then I knew that the easiest way to poverty was uh, through a woman. So I didn't do, I, I didn't date. I didn't take any drugs. I was totally straight. And I just studied like crazy. And then... I was able to ret- I went to France, I went to Russia. I was able to go return to Japan eventually after grad school and I got a job in IT and I worked to death to be successful and I finally what was it? I was 28 years old. I was making over $120,000 a year and by the time I was uh 36 no 35 uh, so when I was 33 and I was 35, both years, I made a quarter million. Um, so what happened was that uh, I lost my wife. Uh, it was a very huge blow. The recession hit me in Japan horribly, and I lost over a million dollars um, in my company and contracts. And I had to allow people, I had to fire people, let them go. Is this in 2008? So, this is in, two, this is, uh, wife died in 2008. Uh, the company going bankrupt was 2009, and then okay. me losing the million dollars was um, 2008 to 2009. Okay, I just want to date so people get clarity because, you know, people that listen, they want to understand what you mean by, you know, so we have uh, sure. background content. Sure. Um, so then uh, I was definitely, I was trying to recover, and I was definitely simping, and I wasn't able to totally recover because I was in a state of mourning and shock and I had PTSD and I, I was just to say I was really messed up. And so, um, I was giving money away even though I had a salary and I ended up being homeless. And then, um, I had, uh, no money coming in at all. This is in 2011. I was homeless once in 2011 and then I had no cash flow at all. So then I was on the streets for a month. And I got out of that, and then I was working a little bit, but then I lost those jobs. And I went to grad school, and I was homeless there for about a week. 
and then I was able to recover and um, continue going to class. I got a, a remote job, and I was able to live both on um, some having some work and then having some unemployment, and that was the lowest of the low. Um, and the way that I was able to get through was basically, um, again, I was offered uh, welfare during that time, and I rejected it because I knew what it did to my parents. And the way I got through it was remembering where I had been and uh, understanding that the reason why I was so poor was because of my decisions. Sure, there were some things that were out of my control, which was true, but ultimately it was my decisions and how I reacted to tragedies in my life. And so I had to take responsibility for that and choose a different way and be very process oriented and decide, okay, like how do I make a small movement today? How do I get a small uh, advancement towards the future? And so I had to set up a different, entirely different framework in my head about how to be successful and it was from there that I actually had the foundation for success up to today. All right. The call number for tonight's show, for those who want to call in, is 712-770-4160. The access code is 917-324-POUND. I repeat, 712-770-4160. The access code is 917-324-POUND. Today's subject, Chaos Rain present. From Poverty to Success with Theo Waff. I don't know if I said your last name right, Waff, W-A-F? Yep, yep, yep. Okay. It actually okay. means web application, web application firewall, and I'm a specialist in this area. Okay, okay, excellent, excellent. Now, to your success, do you, for your own experience and the work you have put in, was success handed to you or is something that you have to constantly extremely grind as a black man in the West of America and probably outside America during a time for your IT um, journey. In the, in the United States, I had to grind. It was very much, um, uh, it was something that I had to really, for which I had to really work. There was nothing given to me. I, I had to work and study and apply myself constantly. And there were lots of failures and I had had to accept failures and move on. And sometimes I would lose a contract, and it wasn't had nothing to do with my performance. It was it was because of the company. They just stopped the project, and so I would have to go back on to um, unemployment for a while. And instead of getting angry about it, I recognized that I had to go buy books. I had to get training, and I had to prepare for the next project. And I had to really understand what my market was and to where I was going. So it's not just like, how do I get another job, but how do I stay employed? And then what are the next five years going to be? So then I want to aim to be proficient in what I should be doing in five years. I want to be proficient in it now as fast as I can. And so that's a lot of work. That means I'm not, you know, I'm not drinking alcohol. There's no booty involved. It, it means that I'm studying like six hours a day. And then if I have a job, I'm also working, but I'm, I'm putting those hours in uh, to understand 
what I need to do and then to become better at my craft. Okay. 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 I guess you had very much sleepless nights some days and you just do all nighters. You be having the the bag eyes and then but you know, it's all really worth it to what you're trying to yep. attain. And mm-hmm. one of the weakness to a lot of young black males that become men in the society is they don't they lost the driving emphasis of putting work. You know? Mm. I'm not no stranger at work. I mean, as you know, you see me here on the YouTube streets, and I've helped a few people that are consecrated, and I probably want to help more, you know, for wherever I can. Um, that I respect, like Kaya said, the work of people that what they put in. You get me? Rather they're doing mm-hmm. content or they're doing putting work in their life. And I say it's never an easy thing when you're trying to seek a better either goal or end goal for yourself. Because we all know, as a man, especially American black man, that if you're you are not productive for any circumstance, the only thing that is in your future is the poverty, which is homelessness, or potential mm-hmm. death. And we could probably say incarceration, but that's still poverty because now they're gonna lock it and use you for slave labor. So right. my thing is this: that when the difference between men and women is and I don't want to include women, but we just got for the sake of this conversation, that this is the only region across the world where you are protected as a class more than a man. Correct. And, and it should be because mm-hmm. men are the builders. Men, after all, change in evolution and revolutionary nations. You have to suppress mm-hmm. the male ego, the masculine energy, all the above, so you get a conformant society what we see to not only America, but eventually globally because mm-hmm. how the West is one. That's how the West wants to remain for another couple centuries. In my opinion, yep. they really want to push a thousand years. Kind of, you don't read, um, kind of you're, I think you're a conservative, right? Um, yeah. 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 I'm okay. conservative. Yeah. Um, that people want to understand. We look at world history and our place in world history. Can we rule? and run nations for thousands of years. The European himself is just a new entity, and he wants to push his existence for that thousand years. He's only the halfway mark of a thousand years. You get me? Since the mid-late 1400s. And his end goal is that he wants to reign dominant for a good period of time. Not forever, because we all know history is best explained that nothing really lasts forever. There are right. going to be people on top, and there are going to be people on the bottom. And because our people, especially young black males or black men generally, don't understand that, you will rise again. The only determined mm-hmm. factor is how much you want it. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that will stop you from achieving your full destiny. And to be honest with you, mm-hmm. I think more black men should be seeking power. You get me? Yeah, they should not be running away from this. They should be seeking as much as possible power. And not only by the individual side of things, which is okay, but it really, it will go further when you go find other like-minded men to help push it even better. And think about this. I agree. And people don't really understand this. If you know certain things that they put document in this country, why they want to keep men and women apart, especially our race, and to keep black men and not really thinking and operating groups. They do this because they know say 
it takes more of a stronger result once you, as another man, another man, come together with two heads, two brains, three brains, to get something done much quicker for the better collective of the man group, the male group. And a lot of black men, if you know, still, if you have these dialogues or have issues, like I sometimes deal with sometimes too, that the only thing stopped by a black man is himself. You get me? And dealing with other brothers that is willing I agree. to do and make a deal and create a mission to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And yep. because we live in a New Yorker society that puts out foolishness, distraction, whore culture, low-level gangster culture, that really affects us yep. and them because, let's be honest, when white people have gangsterism, they have it more control. And they're able to use their gangster to the full effect with their people. We cannot do as yep. black people in America because niggas mm-hmm. don't want to have no discipline and want mm-hmm. control. And that's the honest truth. So, for my little rant, I just want to add that and apply. I don't know if you want to <laughs> add on to that. But, um. <laughs> um, yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, to some degree, fundamentally agree with you. And I'm noticing, again, as I'm, as I'm talking more in the black manosphere and I'm listening to other men talk, I'm noticing that there is this fundamental problem does exist where a lot of black men are, first off, never able to really achieve being a man. And then second, they don't have a path if they actually achieve manhood. They have no mission. They have no desire. Um, and it's... It's something I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm like, how do we solve this problem? Because if, if black men do not come together and fundamentally determine their own image or our own image, and we control our own narrative, then we are always going to be subjugated to other powers. It could be white men. It could be black women, for all, because this is what we're really seeing. Um, it could be other groups, and we can't allow that. What we have to have is our own image, our own narrative, and the desire to pursue our own goals, but only that, the execution of that desire so that we can actually achieve something. And it's, it's a form of planning and executing effectively, you know? And I don't expect people yeah. think that every plan you create is going to be work well and fair. Execute. No. Nope. This is not nope. a perfect world. And I, you see, the problem with coddle nature with black people is they want some uh, sure-fire fix, a one-quick yep. stop. Yep. I want a quick go, prepare it, and go, I want it now. And we know, say, you did not arrive in Mars tomorrow or yesterday. When you were brought here in the western western region of America, that was planned and executed, and yep. it was successful for you to get out mm-hmm. of your situation as a man and woman. Not just America, but just globally right now. Cause we, we now we gotta mm-hmm. deal with this as a more global aspect because the world is unified now, and it's gonna be mm-hmm. completely unified in the next decade or so. That you're gonna have to operate more as a global citizen, you know, to get many things mm-hmm. done. And I think, and I know that majority of our people, whether they want to believe it or not, are not really ready for that task for now. Mm-hmm. You get me? It's still a culture oh, shock. I agree. 
it is still a culture shock to find that we did not understand our women's nature until the last couple, last decade or so. To know and saying that, you know, there's a lot of hurdles besides a black men that could hurt other black men. But when we find when our women are now in with this and have been so comfortable with it, even to the point they put work even hard to stop certain progress from other groups to put some things, monies in place to help some of our boys so they could be potential productive citizens, it's a problem. And I don't want to say that, but I'm sitting back and watching and say, yeah, this is a big problem. We have a lot of obstacles to overcome. You get me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, as, yep. as time progresses, it's not getting any easier. I don't expect it easier because, man, it, in a man's world, it should not be easy, you know? And a lot of men, right, they're comfortable to admit this or not. And I think when I'm talking about this, see, I'm talking about the dudes that, the hobosexual, the ones that don't get it, and they want to mm-hmm. be comfortable and nest with the women in this environment. That, yep, they're the ones that expect the ones that are doing the productivity to bring the race forward and fix the problems. And I'm saying, mm-hmm. I don't want to say this, you're not, that's not going to happen anytime soon. And the reason why Correct. is because rather some men want to do it out of their heart or not, there's too much insult and disrespect overall. For the mm-hmm. average man that didn't do what did what everybody was doing that was problematic to the so-called society, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think Jay Shine called, but we called the McGriffs and the um, Bucks. I think that's what he called it. It's a special term that McGriff mm-hmm. and the smart dude. The smart dude was one that was in high positions of um, society, like presidents. Um, High CEOs, people that create companies, stuff. They're the ones that employ the lower levels of society, the peasants, the ones that do low-level criminality. You know, the the dogs up. You get me? He's the one that yep. controls society because he's the brains that keeps things in order. The people that do the yep. low-level work are the ones that's the muscle that's supposed to protect it. And the problem mm-hmm. with black society, we had cannot draw not only a separation but understanding how we could use each other better effectively because this mm-hmm. is what white side no not, not just white side but just any society that's not us do you get me yeah and yep. they do it very effectively so and so that's why if you look kind of really talk about this in other people's streams i feel that mm-hmm. i have my problems with the so-called poopy rhetoric in good reason but i know at the end of the day there has to be somebody with the muscles you get me because the brain right. should be doing the brain thing, and the muscles should be doing. Everybody should do should be doing their own roles. You play a role, I play a role. We come together to where we, and get shit done and keep pushing. Mm-hmm. You get me? Other than that, you know, yep. we don't need more chaos. We we already live in a chaos world. Some of our neighborhoods because we don't control is already chaotic, and we don't need to add no more. You get me? And you yep. that's yep. by the environment. Now we could say certain political factors play a heavy role in this, rather Democrat, Republican, and now I'm not going to that right now. You could talk about it, but not going to that detail. That, but but mm-hmm. still, at the end of the day, the environment has to be somewhat controlled. You get me? Correct. With an yep. uncontrolled environment, you're only going to see the chaos continue, and then somebody's going to come in and restore the order in this world we live in today. So I just want to say that. Um, let me see if I have any questions. On you. Um, you, you could expound as I think of some questions. Um, um, basically, yeah, I definitely agree with you. And 
I think this is all going back towards towards our sort of plan to basically massively control um, black men and control our labor and to control our destiny. It seems that every group is just involved in this, and I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, it we for the amount of work we do, the amount of creativity we do, we sure do have a low level of existence. And I don't, I, this is something I'm very much against. It's, it's, again, another reason why I'm so active online and I support the cause as much as I do. Because we, it just seems that it's like an, a never-ending road or ladder, it's like Atlas, always struggling. Um, and no matter what we do, everybody, there's somebody there to take it away from us, from us to profit over us. And we have to figure out some, something to stop this from happening. And part of that is controlling our image, controlling our narrative, controlling media, and also um, getting laws changed so that we can better control our futures. I agree. I agree. In regards to media, what image in your mind do you want to see of the black man's image in media? From what you've seen, um, um, at the very minimum, Ildris Elba. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. A, a hey, guy I, like, I ain't gonna knock like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I I would want it to be like that, except this guy is not an actor. No, this is a CEO. This is a father. Uh, this is a guy who goes out and he, he's your he's your best friend. Um. You know, he's the cook. I wanted this. I wanted to be a strong, confident, intelligent black man who's not controlled by anybody, uh, who determines what he wants in life and goes out and achieves it. And he doesn't depend on anyone. Um, he's not a homosexual, as you stated. Uh, he's um, sufficient. And not only that, he's helping other people or leading other men in his group to be as strong as he is as well. So he's not an independent, he's not an independent Island. And this is something that chaos has actually talked to. Um, although, you know, he's fit, but he's not a sex object. Uh, he's not someone who, where somebody looks at him as, as a sexual object or a sexual being first. They, people respect his personality, his mission and his purpose in life. That's where they see his main value. And, you know, if he has a six-pack, sure. I mean, that's like a plus on the side, but it's not the main part. not something that somebody looks at first. Um, I think that uh, black men are uh, overly sexualized, and I I think that's a part of objectification of us as a group. And I'm totally against it, particularly in the West. Mm-mm. I think one of the issues with over-sexualization is a fetish that presents what a black man should look and carry to other groups of women. Because um, mm-hmm. let's be honest, we are a sex symbol to every woman across the world, regardless of some black women and other kinds of want to say Correct. otherwise. Correct, yep. And if this was not the truth, you would not be talking shit about the fucking black man in your group. Regardless, you say you mm-hmm. want better. Usually women that... that don't like a certain set of a certain I mean a certain set of group of men. They will not that not only they will shit about him, 
or they want out enough to do with a date them do nothing at all. Matter of fact, they'll be much silent because keep talking about it, it creates a certain psychosis saying it seems like you really want this type of man so you're talking such bad about him. Yep. Yep. Well, you see, mm -hmm. I agree. We did we deal with intelligence and a lot of people not really thinking intelligently that, you know, when any group of men or women, well, let's say the women talk about the group of men and you hear why I do it, you have to really, as a woman, think critically that it don't make no sense. You know? Mm -hmm. Because yep. you're going to produce black children, especially black boys. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not going to go into the notion about this aborting nonsense. Anytime any person talks that, they're far delusional and they're far out of reality, so I don't really have these conversations. But let's say you're going to produce children. <laughs> right? It is in mm -hmm. your best interest, in your nature, that you want the creator to bless you with a child and if it comes out as a boy, most of the time, you carry him fruit. Just like he, if it was a girl, you carry him fruit. We cannot be pickers of the sex that comes back to this earth plane. You get me? Yep. Anytime yep. when yep. a woman gets that point, you are insane. You're sick mentally. And I could tell from, and this one I meant to really pay attention. Hear me good. Anytime a woman talks about a certain sex they want to produce, and they only focus on one sex and not the other, or just being neutral. Usually, I prefer they be neutral. If they start saying they, they're picky on a certain sex, they are mentally ill, their womb is sick, they have gone through mm -hmm. some serious... And it's the best interest, as you as a man, you should not entertain that woman. You should not give her no attention and no fucking dick. Mm -hmm. Yep. So once you give her mm -hmm. one or the other, or both... Now you validate her sick, pathotic nature, her mentality. Mm -hmm. And I can say for women, this also applies to you as well, ladies. If a man, if he is only concerned of pumping, dumping, don't want enough out the pump or the dump, if you want to call it that, and mm -hmm. you get knocked up for a reason and you in a, not even in a relationship and stuff, and he doesn't want to play the father role or the one be involved, that's a person you don't want to be involved. And usually a man will tell you about that, ladies, if you ask him certain questions. There's a way to run away people that are not in your best interest. Can we agree, Theo? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because you're only, lying to your, you're only lying to yourself at the end of the day. But because people don't vent, they just want to get in the bedroom most likely because we live more of a hookup culture. Hell, think about this. Women are having more sex partners more than ever with free restrictions and they're reaping the consequence of this unfortunately mm -hmm. this is mm -hmm. honest truth and i and i did an interview with a wonderful lady a matchmaker named letitia underwood which if you subscribe to the channel yeah i'm gonna look at i'm gonna I post it i'm gonna post it mm -hmm. that i had these conversations with her because she matchmates for a living and she said personally because when we talk about relationships and now men have a little easier than the, the black woman in this country, this Western region we call America, is that the men that they said they can get, the non-black men, majority of the men that they get are beta males from the group. Mm -hmm. And I never thought about it, but when I think, besides the celebrities, he gave an example from Serena, Gabby, Cinebe, um, mm -hmm. the, you know, all them female celebrities, we look at their counterpart, those dudes look very much beta. Like, there's no really 
serious masculine, like the actual masculine non-black man. Mm-hmm. You don't see it. Mm-hmm. I remember one time when that, when that sister got beat up by a, a ex lineman from um, Seattle, Chad Wheeler, mm-hmm. and that man probably is the most reddest pill of all. You get me? That yeah. they, 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 it's like this deal. I want to listen to me, good brother, and everybody listening. There cannot be two alphas in one room. No. Let me repeat no. that again. There cannot be two alphas in one room, ladies and gentlemen. If you hear a woman, a sister, talking about she is an alpha woman, you as a black man, you must run. Run, 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 run. You what? Listen, listen, listen. I know there's different compartments of sigmas, delta, fate, all these special um, letters, which was developed by us as black people, but, you know, the Greeks stole it. That's not a story. That mm-hmm. you cannot be alpha and you're in the room with another alpha. You're going to seriously clash. That's why women, yep. most sisters that move and move in a masculine way and said and proclaimed they're alpha females. Your mm-hmm. natural counterpart, ladies, is a beta male. I heard stories of women dominating so-called caucus of men in those bondage and all that stuff. And I said, the reason why you could do that because you're dealing with a beta male. Mm-hmm. No real man of his essence, right time, and uncomfortable with his masculinity will be, want to be dominated all the time by a woman, especially a woman that mm-hmm. claims as an alpha woman. And let's be honest, um, Theo. That's their natural counterpart at the end of the day. So there are yep, some yep. non-black men that will date. Maybe the, the sis will fucking suck. And if they're lucky, they come across the right beta non-black male, white male. He'd put a ring on it. But mm-hmm. the man that's really comfortable with his masculine and in his purpose and really masculine, like serious masculine, he's not going to be dating Mary, what they call, quote unquote, the lowest form. Of society or a little spectrum in the dating pool. Mm-hmm. And I come to grips to think about say, yeah, you know, this is reality. That if we if we were look as beautiful people, besides a black man, it's a little different, that you should have no problem not only getting a man, but a man should go even far exact to give you his ring in marriage. In less than a year. If they're non-black, but when we find the stories and we hear stories, you know, I know you brown enough white males, and they tell you stories about this, right, Theo? You know what I'm saying? Yep. And I don't know if you want to yep. share that. And I'm not beat up, but I just want to pose a point here: is that as a black man, you're gonna have it bad, but it's not too bad because there's certain things that you can still over overcome. And like I said, if you decide to go out, date out, it's optional. But it's not so tricky. You get me? Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Because then men do control the access of marriage mm-hmm. and relationships. So we don't count body counts of how many sex partners. I mean, we know some men, if they got like that and have sex partners, okay. I still have a problem because men should always regulate his behaviors because your seed is important. You get me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how the world's shaping now because America has a way with um, no-fault divorce. And I know dudes were complaining about the child support, and I, okay, I get it. That, but still, they create a structure 
so they could still extract resource from the separation between man and woman. That's why mm -hmm. marriage yep. is very vital. See, marriage protects you because it's a binding contract between you and her. And the only person that will break that covenant contract more than 78% of the time will be the woman. Now, we, can, yep. we, we might go into details why women will do that, maybe. But overall, once a man decides to marry you, you go through it, that's pretty much it. Unless something happens otherwise where he has to negate and relinquish the contract and divorce so I just want to share that a little bit. Um, so I'm not sure if you want to share any other some, some stories on that. Why I do some? Go ahead. No, that that I I definitely agree with this. Let me let me um, give some comments because you said you're talking definitely a lot. When when I when I think about children, I talk. Some women have talked to me like, "What do you think about children? Well, how do you want to have a family?" And I say, I only have three requirements for children. First, I, I, I don't care about the, the boy or girl. I want my children to be healthy and alive. Um, I want my wife to be happy becoming pregnant and to be happy giving birth. That's it. It's very basic. And you'd be surprised how many women I've told that to in America, and they freak out. And I'm just like, if you can't do that, this is a very basic thing. If you can't do that, then you're failing yourself as a mammal. You're not a female mammal. I'm going to say that you're some sort of robot or you are some sort of weird, like somebody I can't really deal with, I can't hang with. Because um, as, a, as a female, you should be able to gladly reproduce and have children and offspring and nurture them and love them. So I agree with you. If a woman gives any pushback on this, I think she's nuts. If she says she's a victim or anything here, I'm like, okay, um, you can go through your life without having children. You'll see what happens after 45. You're going to be lonely. You're not going to have any legacy. You're not going to have any family. You're not going to, you're going to be barren and unable to have children. And then you'll see what really happens after that in society because society will forget you. And, um, you know, they live in La La Land. Uh, when it comes to dating out, um, you know, I've dated out quite a bit. Um, I usually, when I go on a date, I use my passport and I fly to another country and it is because, uh, the women there are so much more friendlier. Uh, they're, fe they're feminine, uh, they're gorgeous, uh, and they are, and they want to listen to you and what you've got. And it's also because a lot of women out there understand their situation. So if I date, for example, if I go to Ukraine, She understands that her options in the dating market are extremely limited and that she really needs not only get married, make a child as soon as possible. And she has very little time. Whereas a 30-year-old in America, she's experiencing, you know, hot girl summer version 12. No, yeah, no, season number 12. And she's thinking, oh, well, she can get married eventually, you know, and she has no priority. She's just going out and riding the CC, and you really can't work with that. You, I mean, how do you make a family in that situation? And it's impossible. You just have to sit back and say, "Okay, I'm done." And so I get, you know, I get on an airplane and go someplace else. So um, it's not that the U.S. market is hopeless, but largely speaking, um, the women 
in the U.S. are somewhat irresponsible. And other countries, oh, I see somebody listening to this and thinking about power. It's not about power at all. Uh, the women in the other countries, they have jobs. They have their own uh, safety net. They have their own community, and they don't necessarily want to go to America. They have all their family and friends all around them. They would like the American or a foreigner, or like particularly in my case, a black man. They actually like, they want to date a black man. Um, they want him to move to their country and integrate in their system, not the other way around. Um, and, uh, you know, ultimately they, they decide to go ahead and go with the American and go back because they see the opportunity. Whereas, you know, in the United States, the women are thinking this is oppression, but they're also thinking just having a child is oppression or that having, becoming a mother is something less than what it is, which is actually a very noble position in society. And so, I just look at them and I'm like, hey, look, it's not me. It's you. Don't look at me. I, I didn't make this mess. I just want to be a father. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing, because you have data out, um, that's the only mm -hmm. country you visit, um, certain parts of Eastern Europe or, you know, any other European or other outside Europe. You ever been to, like, South oh, America, no, no. the Caribbean islands? So I lived in Japan 12 and a half years as an adult, and I dated there extensively. So um, if I, I mean, I have intense, like, Tokyo street game. <laughs> if I want to pick a girl up there, that's where I go there first. Um, but with COVID right now, I can't go back to Japan. Uh, Ukraine is actually my best option right now for uh, international. I know the situation there very well and the culture. Um, I've dated in Brazil and Colombia. Uh, where else have I dated? Oh, France. But I never dated French women. I dated women from Syria and uh, uh, what other country? And other countries than when I was there, but not um, not actually French women. So yeah, there there you get a good idea of my dating history. Um, one thing, since you have been dating out for some time, for maybe 10, maybe 20 years, to kind of show how old you are now, Theo, mm -hmm. um, do you, from your experience, do you feel that you got, you being more, you got more done and being more productive dealing with a non-Western um, woman, aka American woman, mm -hmm. than you was oh, when you were yeah. here in America? Yeah. Yeah, because with, when I'm dating with an American woman, I mean, you have to understand, like, you almost have to have a PhD in psychology. So is she narcissistic? Is she a borderline? Has she been molested at some point? Does she hate men? Is she a super feminist? And she's gunning for you. You know, all, you have, all these kinds of things you have to understand. Whereas if I'm dating in Japan or Ukraine, it's more like, um, how feminine is she? Like, wow, you know, I can make some really beautiful kids with her. What kind of mother is she going to be? Um, like, what is her idea of, of being a mom? Uh, what is her family structure? How easily can she uh, teach a language to my child so that my child can be bilingual? Things like that. That's what I'm thinking about. Whereas um, in the States, it's more, much more adversarial. And so 
uh, I don't need adversary. I need a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want something to pass your legacy, and the way how women think and operate here in the West, I guess you came to the conclusion that it's not really a viable option unless <laughs> you were a man willing to put a whole lot of bullshit with uh-huh. this. And it's always the answer every man should ask, is it worth the bullshit to put up with? You get me? And mind you, no. men are tolerable, tolerant. We will take a lot of shit. Yes. And we'll see, this is the lot. problem where a lot of women yeah. never understand that when you got something good that goes to another group of men and see how much they tell and deal with your bullshit. If they're a beta male. Mm-hmm. A beta male mm-hmm. will tolerate anything, everything, mind you, ladies. Yep. But if you're dealing with an actual man that's on his grind's purpose, he's only going to require very minimal bullshit from you. You get me? Mm-hmm. And I think, yep. and this is why I said personally, Theo, because we have these Gen Zs and I like to call millennial wise coming up, <laughs> that they are not going to put with a lot of bullshit with a lot of women in this dating pool if they are age of dating age to start dating. You get me? Mm-hmm. They're going to be very yep. strict. And people said they could blame what they watch from these red pill, blue pill on spaces nonsense or getting it from the so-called master or black master at the end of the day these boys are adapting and they're yep. adapting very fast than it was when we were growing up 10 mm-hmm. 20 how many 30 years ago possibly you get me mm-hmm. that they're not going to do the same things that their brothers did their fathers right. uncles did even to a point where I did a did I did a stream on this? Yeah, I did. I did a stream on this. Um, talking about stepfather role is dead. Now what? And I want people to go check that out. That that I just gave my take about the step daddy role and how why is dead. In my perspective, that mm-hmm. the stepfather role was only used and impartial because of what happened here during the end of the seventies, going eighties. You know, a lot of people were on drugs and all that stuff, and then somebody had to step in to raise these children. Now, that's not going to happen. Most young boys, depending if what they're doing and what they're what they're trying to accomplish in life, they really want their own their own legacy. And I don't knock them and blame them. Because every man, if there's very little men feel, and there's more women in the world, and it's how it's supposed to be by design, because nature instructed to be mm-hmm. that every man out of that 50% are going to reproduce and carry on some genetic trait, a legacy. So it's your best interest, since there's so many more women than than men, you mm-hmm. should have the opportunity, man, that you should be passing your genetics by a woman that doesn't have children. So you start somewhat fresh. Correct. And with our cultural, our Western culture here in America, mm-hmm. we feel as men that if let's say you got your shit together or whatever you, your path is, most likely you're going to come across someone that might have kids mm-hmm. here in America on the average. Now, mind you, I'm only saying it's because now the age of the first time giving birth has been going up. I mean, it's not in the 20s. Now. It's pushing out almost roughly 29. You hear me? Yeah. And I yep. expect yep. in the next five years it should be around 30. The point is this. Because people are not procreate at 20 years old like they used to in America. I'm not saying it's a 
bad thing, nor I say it's a good thing. It shows the environment is so polluted and the dollar bill is shrinking and the so-called class, which is now going back and reverting back to lower and upper class, a lot of people have to really examine how they're going to go through this environment if they decide to have children, you know? How much time are you going to be spending on, not on yourself, but how to nurture and raise your children so that they can come to be productive citizens here? And I think a lot of people are getting wised up. And we could say the financial aspect put a strain why they're thinking like this, but overall people are just thinking now. Because let's be honest, you were, you were raised under, like I said, food stamps and poverty. And we already know that mm -hmm. a stipulation was done to the black people in America back in the 70s when they started putting that shit mm -hmm. more in policy and stipulations. You get me? That mm -hmm. still, it, it might not run away all black men, but it did enough. You get me? That yep, now yep. say now you have a few generations that have not seen a man know how a man functions and they operate in an environment by one sex. So they get one tendency and one acts and likes from one sex. And we already know what's the result of that. You have very much yep. emotional males that don't have to control themselves. They'll argue mm -hmm. just like a woman. They'll even might fight and kill you because they're very emotional. We already see what mm -hmm. women act a certain way. What they do on videos, Steve, they fight aggressively. And we can even go as far as they even kill each other, which sometimes we don't find those videos. But we know it exists because women are more the emotional creatures. You say something, they will Correct. let off. It is very uncharacteristic to find a man that acts like that, like a woman. Because we know when a man acts like a woman, it is very dangerous. Correct. He's a loose mm -hmm. cannon. He'll Correct. kill everything in this environment. You know? And that's how the system wants and intends it to be. Think about this. When black on black violence, which, I'll be honest with you, I have nothing against black and black violence, but the sick conversation, black and black violence has been detriment to the black mm -hmm. people for the last mm -hmm. 30, and we could say almost 40 years, up to the mid-90s when they put the three strike mm -hmm. laws by one particular president, you know? And he did that because he was trying to be the solution with the help of Joe Biden, constructed. Mm -hmm. So we have these, stop these who pushing drugs and commit murders and only do a mm -hmm. few years in jail and come back in the environment doing it again. No, they did that intentionally. They know what happened to our communities. They created the environment, and they now step in and say, now I bring the law and the order. See how that works? Mm -hmm. yep. You know? They could have put raptors back in the 80s. Why didn't they do it? They wait until the chaos gets too much and wait for black people, mostly Negro bootleggers, to get in their feelings and say, you must do something. Which they don't really care because they don't do nothing to command but take money. Sorry. Correct. Mm -hmm. To say that we're doing something. No, you're not. You're just to extract a resource for your betterment. And what you do with your money, it doesn't stay in the committee. It goes to white banks, which fills them up to push you out with um, regenification. And that I got mm -hmm. from Omar Johnson. Regenification mm -hmm. could not happen without the assistance of other small institutions like the church and stuff. Correct. You know? Mm -hmm. yep. So people got to understand that you got to understand the blueprint of destruction, you know? So I'll leave it there. Mm -hmm. um, you, you could respond on that. And let me check. Yeah. So uh, I, I definitely agree with you here. Um, 
And uh, boy, you said a lot. So you took the 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 crime bill. I want to say that I was GOP at that time in '94 when that passed, and that was actually also pushed by Gingrich. And that was it was a big concession. It was a big bipartisan um, movement at that time, and so I was very pro that that crime bill. Because I thought, oh, I'm looking at the media, and I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a big problem out there. But the problem is really happening because you have black women choosing welfare over men. And when they did that, uh, they destroyed communities. And it's something that my father talked to me about a lot. He said he, doesn't, he never knew why uh, black women did this. He couldn't figure it out because uh, if the black women would just choose the family and the man over welfare, there would be stability and happiness. But they never he just saw this in mass women not doing this. And it was more it was more advantageous for them to kick the man out than it was for them to keep the man and have a stable life and a family. And he was like, yeah, look at this. So these policies actually these policies plus the choice of black women to choose the policies over the man resulted in the death of a black culture and, and community. And, you know, you get people like me in the end saying, heck with it, I'm going to go on an airplane and leave. You know, I don't want to deal with this. And, you know, it's, it's only, I mean, who's losing? I mean, there's a lot of people here who are losing, but there's always this dream of black men that can be basically harvested they can go into uh, drug rehab, or they can go into prison. And going back into the 80s, yeah, they, that, the whole thing that was going on in the 80s with the black community, with our community, that was all BS. They could have solved that in one or two years if they really wanted to, but they didn't because it served people's narratives. And it served their narratives to get power uh, that they needed to have, for example, government action or more police, or, um, I don't know, additional welfare. But it wasn't people sitting back and say, what is necessary to have a stable black family in the next two years? How can we attain this so that black people are out of welfare in the next five because they're working together as a family unit, as a community? If they would have thought that way, a lot of the problems that we have in the black community and an image would have disappeared instantly. Yes, 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 yes. The call on the show, or actually the call number for tonight's show is 712-770-4160. The access code is 917-324-POUND-RP. 712-770-4160. Access code 917-324-POUND. Tonight's subject, chaos percent from poverty to success with Leo Wolf. Um, I can remember. Now you say you've been watching this space for some time. Um, what drew mm-hmm. you to the space? If I like to be, I'm curious. Okay. Um, uh, I came in from the white side. So first is I lost my wife and I was on Facebook groups and they were talking, the men were talking about, what they had given up uh, in order to get married, in order to be qualified to be a good husband. And they had been destroyed by their wives and divorce. And they were basically innocent. They had done nothing wrong. 
and the wives had taken everything. And so the, the men were like, well, why did I give up Lego? Or why did I give up Transformers? Or why did I give up, you know, Dungeons and Dragons or something like that? When I, because when I did, and I, I went out and I studied STEM and I made myself into something, the woman just took me for a ride and destroyed me. And all I wanted to do was be a father and be a husband. And so that was, that was 2009. I was in those groups. And then I, I found MGTOW and uh, heard, again, I was hearing educated engineers talk about being financially destroyed by their wives. And these were successful men who were making over $150,000 a year. And then after that, um, after I was homeless, I, just, I got red-pilled uh, uh, by Scott, this woman my name is Susan. I, I, I'll try to get the link. I'll try to send it over to you. Um, but I think girl, girl knows best. I think that's what it is. And she mm-hmm. talked about the disposable man and how in reality of the fact was that men is being disposable. And I was like, this is BS. Like, no, I, I agreed with what she said, but I was like, I don't think of myself as being disposable. I think I have value. But the way society does treat me is as disposable. That is very correct. And that's when the red pill really started. So I did red pill hardcore um, with Sandman for quite a while. I went through my red pill rage. And then I did a kind of more mature uh, red pill and MGTOW, found Coach Greg Adams. And then from there... I started finding, like, what, Ibor? I think that's what it's called. Um, you know, like, black consciousness and black education and understanding. And uh, from there, I started seeing that there was a black pill, which was nihilism, basically. And I started talking to, finally, you know, African Americans in particular, who were in the manosphere and I saw that the black manosphere was by far more intense and deeper than the white manosphere. Like, MIG, white MGTOW is child's play compared to, like, black RP or black manosphere. It, it is, it is the, the damage is much worse. Uh, so then I started getting involved in the black manosphere from about 2017. And then, you know, financial contributions started showing my face. That was last year. Um, do you believe that red pill rage, um, coming here in this mm-hmm. word loosely, is something that can be exalted and corrected for those men that are experiencing come notes and a few men that have gotten burned, they have got caught up in this so called rage to know mm-hmm. that everything that they worked for was easily expunged and extracted by the woman of their love life or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the only question to ask is, uh, can it be like corrected and stuff effectively? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. See, so the red pill rage, I actually, I actually worked for some professionals over this one. Okay. If you're going through red pill, there is a high possibility that the man has encountered a narcissist. 
And it is because that woman, that narcissist, was so evil and so bad and so abusive that the man actually goes to red pill. This nine times out of ten. In fact, when I was looking at this in 2016, I noticed that the men who were in MGTOW groups were also involved in narcissist survival groups. So if you look at narcissism, if you ever had therapy over narcissism, like I, I've had therapy over narcissism, that's not me being narcissistic. I, I'm a survivor of a narcissist. Um, the, the victim being angry is a normal part of healing because the victim recognizes his own worth and basically says, how dare anyone treat me badly like that? And that's good because before being treated badly was a matter of course and something to be accepted readily. But when the man says, no, this is BS and I'm angry over how I'm being treated, that's him actually displaying self-respect. So this is a necessary part. When, when red pill rage actually happens, we know that the person is actually being liberated from the matrix and being changed. They're moving towards Zion. Mm. Damn, bro, that's deep. Um, thank you, thank you. I mean, I don't think anybody else would clarify if I ever asked any person that knows about these pills, black pill, red pill, and all stuff. And there probably just made definitions in it. But how you lay out just the correction of it, I mean, I think that's well said. I mean, mm -hmm. and, and to think about it, a lot of physicians follows these type of spaces and always think of the mindset, what's going on with these males? And my conclusion is that a lot of males are trying to find and fight themselves and find the actual masculinity in them. This society mm -hmm. fries on making and creating effeminized males. And the one top yep. male they want effeminized on the top is this black fucking man. Yep. That's yep. why you see movies. All, yeah, go ahead. I want you to say, go ahead. No, I agree with you. Continue, continue. Yeah, movies, TV shows, etc. Even the ones that is getting on their knees and is ready to get injected by the society begging to not to be canceled. You know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. That you are trying to find and try to protect your masculinity as a man. And you are yep. standing firm. But the danger of this, you will be isolated and infected and eventually demise or mm -hmm. executed from the society if you show any yep. poise of masculinity of any nature. Yep. This world, this Western world especially in America, Cannot afford to have men be men. Only time men can be men is when it suits this society for control. Mm, I think that uh, yeah. feminism cannot have men be men. Yes. Uh, but if, if men start to be men, then feminism dies instantly. And mm -hmm. that's, what, that's where men have to stand up and say, heck with it, we're going to be men. And that's what, again, that's one of the big benefits of the red pill, is it has mm -hmm. us doing that. Now, I definitely agree with you, but so I, what I look at it is, the crux of it is that you have feminism has two pillars. First, that um, men are all inherently evil, 
and they must be controlled. And then second, that white men are racially persecuting black men. And, well, sure, we, we know there's, there, there's, there's, there's some racism in there. We, we, we know that, right? We, need to, we don't disagree with that. And there's been yes. history of it. Yeah, but yep. for the most part, when, when a white man hears that he is racist, if he's any bit educated, he will try to do his best to not be in that group because that's not good for him. And then if he hears that he is also sexist, he's going to do anything he can to not be sexist because that's also not good for his image, not good for him at all. And in both cases, he's sacrificing his masculinity. And at that point, the feminists can control him. So if we sit back and say, hey, look, hey, white guy, we, we, we see your actions. We don't see with a pitchfork. You don't, you don't wear your sheets. You're, we, we understand who you are. Let's talk real quick. Have you, been have you been destroyed by a woman? Yes. Wow. Okay. So have I. If we sit there and have that conversation together and recognize that the racism many times is a theory, but actively the feminism being directed towards us is destroying us in a real terms in terms of financial loss, men committing suicide, men not being able to have access to their children. If we understand it from that point of view, then men would be united and also start displaying proper masculinity which is what feminists do not want whatsoever. And the funny thing with feminism, I know it's a created entity by another group of men secretly, that it is a necessity to... Con See, one thing people understand, and I got a caller, um, mm -hmm. that to, to, for the plans for what they want this world to be in the next couple decades is it is vital to change the roles of men and women. Make the women be very masculine and make the males very feminine. And by the end, everything falls suit to what is through planning, what they already constructed, yep. is they want a depopulation of people. You get me? They cannot do this with war, violence, and so on, because Europeans throughout history has shown and displayed that, and it caused havoc and damage throughout the environment. Once it goes through war means, war tactic means, physical war. You get me? Mm -hmm. um, yep. So he has to find another slick sense of way of achieving their agendas. You get me? Mm -hmm. And this is not spooktism. Yep. I want people to understand. Because you have to always think critically what purpose in the end or what outcomes they want having this in the environment? You get me? Mm -hmm. yeah, I get How you. this yep. better suits the society for their end goal? You know, I want people to start mm -hmm. thinking critically. So I'm going to let people marinate on that. I have a caller. And the, the, lines will be, the lines are open now, so anybody has any questions now, please call in 712-770-4160 the access code 917-324-POUND. First caller. Hello. Good evening. Uh, my Good name evening. Is mm -hmm. And I would like to ask a question. Uh, I heard the term manosphere used. Could you tell me, explain what the 
purpose of this manosphere? This is a collective of men. Mm, I'll answer that. So the manosphere is definitely a collective of men talking about men's issues from a man's point of view. So it is us talking about our own lives uh, and it's unfiltered. So there's no women actually talking about our lives. It's only men talking about the men. The, the narrative is controlled by men. The message is controlled by men. And the reason why okay. it's important is, is because a lot of media out there uh, is women saying what men's lives are. And that's ridiculous. As I've, as I've told people before, I said, you wouldn't go to a white person in order to understand the life of a black person. So why would you go to a woman in order to understand men? That makes no sense. But before I hit was in the manosphere, like that was very common. I mean, that was just like, that was like I, was, I was always inundated by that kind of message. So with the manosphere, no, no, that does not happen. It's only men. Okay. Well, um, what I find interesting is that there seems to be, just in what you all have been discussing, it seems to me that you really feel that women are a lot different from men. And, oh, yeah. Um, okay. And... Um, but if we, if we look at science, man is male and female. We both have emotions. We both have male and female energy. You have a mind that really, both male and female, really don't build strong minds. We're very weak on the mental plane, both male okay. and female. That, hold on, let me and show you in there. That is a gynocentric wait, point of where? view. Hold I on. beg your that pardon? Is a gyno, that is a gynocentric point of view. That point of view uh, what, is coming wait from a minute, women. Wait a minute, wait yeah. a minute. Are you saying you okay. said a gyno point of view? Gynocentric point of view. That point of oh, view so is you're coming from women. Oh, so you saying this is a, a vaginal point of view? A women's point of view. Is that what you're saying? Yes. What? It's coming from a woman. That I am men a woman. Do not, Absolutely. Men I'm do original. Not think this I'm way. an original black woman who okay. birthed three men. And I'm mm -hmm. sure you came through a woman. Yes, I did. I'm, if you don't have a navel, then maybe something else is going on. But you yeah, came but that, me coming woman. from a woman is irrelevant. You came to how through I a woman. Myself. The woman didn't come from you. You mm -hmm. came through a woman. Okay, and so what? And and so how I defend myself? with you? How I, I, I see what you're myself? talking. About. Wait a minute, I'm not trying how to. Hold up, guys, guys, guys. Excuse me, excuse me. Lady Ottawa, Lady Ottawa, Lady Ottawa, Lady Ottawa. I sat and listened for hours. La and I can't answer my question. I got to argue with you. I'm not trying to argue. Hold on. Relax. I'm speaking. To, I'm, I'm the host. Please, just chill for a second. I can't hear people going back and forth. <laughs> now, I'm going to open back up. All right? Hold on a second. All right. Let me open back up. 
obvious. Your conversation says that. All right. Now, because um, I can't hear both people go back and forth. Um, are you finished, Lady Ottawa? No, I'm I, not. I, Am I muted? I'm muted, no, right? No, you muted me. Yeah, because I can't hear people going back and forth. I can't hear people talking okay, back and forth. Okay, well, I was speaking. No, Have listen. your guests. Hold on, no, 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 have the conversation. When we said to stop, hold for a second, to stop and chill for a second. That is all. Because when I go back to playback and I hear the arguing back and forth, it, it don't sound clear to me at the end of the day, you know? Now, you're going back and forth about, you know, who came out the womb, and that's cool. But I want to go more, I want to ask a question, you know, instead of dealing with the biology aspect of things. Can we do that later, Ottawa, please? Oh. Is she there still? Hold on, let me check. Oh, she might have to call back. Um, the call number for tonight's show is 712-770-4160, access code 917-324-POUND. I repeat, 712-770-4160, access code 917-324-POUND. Tonight's subject, Chaos Rain Presents, From Poverty to Success. Um, I'm hoping um should call back. Uh, yeah, because I can't find. She probably will. Yeah. Um. Continue on the conversation. Um, like I said, um, with with the even with the red pill rage and the gonosan. And you know one thing, um, Theo, I don't talk about gonosan like that. Besides a few people that I have on as guests, like Charles and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, and you're familiar with Charles Faulkner, right? Yep, yep, I know him. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, good, good, good brother. I'm like, you know, so I'm hoping in the future I have him back on the show. But you know, he he's doing his own thing, so you know. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it is what it is. But uh, my thing is this. Um, hold on. My thing is this. That at the end of the day, you know, the black man and the mass fear, whether black or white, have created a space to dialogue on certain issues. Now, I'm hoping down the line in the future it will lead to more of action where men come together and say we're going to change some of these policies down the line, especially we're dealing with mm -hmm. the West. Because we all know, mm -hmm. like any infection, it will spread, Theo. Yep. You get me? Yep. America yep. is the muscle arms of the world. And anything they create and put forth is supposed to spread globally. Mm -hmm. How you look at certain African nations... Um, how they were trying to make moves to, I guess, control certain parts of the resource in regards to the money in their countries. We all know what happened, mm -hmm. and I'm not going to go into detail on that. Mm -hmm. But my point is this, that there's always, at the end of the day, a fight for control. And yep. controlling the male species is a necessity, is vital. Because right now, mm -hmm. we live in the age and the rise of technology and machinery. We are living that matrix way of thinking, mm -hmm. the matrix now. Yep. What yep. Um, Sophia Stewart wrote back in the 80s, and mind you, this is all created by a woman, guys. 
So I don't want people to get fooled that we're taking turns from women. I'm not going to that. But what she wrote and created, another man stole and create through visuals. Terminator. The Matrix. Mm-hmm. What do one thing people find out of all this? You see man, mankind being conflict and war with other men and machines. You get me? Mm-hmm. Because they want to get a sense of control of the world, the land. You get me? Yep, and yep. It, we all know that most males that either made it or don't make it, they're heavily controlled, you know? Yep. And when you let Correct. things like automation run its course, take over, and machines take over, you're going to have problems. You get me? To a point now, say, you know, yep. they, they, they require less people, bodies, labor. So now they have to start um, curving the herd. You know, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be a physical curving. It's going to be more of a systematic curve. You get me? That's why you think about yep. what these people are going to get um, kicked out. You get me? Yep. Like, yep. I, and I, I just saw, a, was it Arca I saw on Yahoo? They, they, they actually prolong it now, depending on certain states. They're supposed to do it now this month, but they have put some policies in certain states to give them another month and a half at best. Right. But trust me, if you're a person, man or woman, especially if you're a woman, and you have not been paying your rent for a whole year, shame on you. And my thing is this. Why would anybody don't pay their fucking rent for a whole guy, regardless if you got work or not? That's unexcusable. You're supposed to give money. Yep. If, you, if you're living on another man's place, if you're not living at home, or you don't have own your own house, or hell, you're living and you're paying somebody else for your stay in comfort, meaning a rent. If you are backed up when the first three months, bro, they have the right to get a sense of sheriff to say, kick you out. Mm-hmm. Because it's too much in back pay. But because mm-hmm. of what we experience, the, 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 the government had to step in and had to give these same people that own these places, these hotels, these houses that, that rent to people. Gave him a stifle, a money. And Tom said, you're going to have to prolong this. We cannot allow you to kick people out on the streets. And to be honest with you, they shouldn't be doing that. Because let's be honest. A lot of people that are renters and they work a job, whether if they work in a decent career like you're doing or whatever, if you kicked out 30 million Americans, you're going to have some fucking war amongst you. That's nearly, and then that leaves you with almost 300 million Americans. If you took, if you slash 30, 40 minute homeless right off the bat because of this, you got problems. Mm-hmm. Yep. And mind you, I know people got muscle for that, but America cannot afford to have not only, well, let's be honest, they can't afford any American to be homeless right now, especially women. Because Amer- most countries, let's be honest with you, um, Phil, they're not mm-hmm. designed to mm-hmm. make women get deprived and poor. Mm-hmm. Other countries outside America, if you travel in every country outside America, especially, you know, in Europe, European countries, I'm not sure what's the homeless rate in Europe, but if I ask you personally, and I could, you could probably answer this, either in Japan or Ukraine, you bet to. How often do you see homelessness where, you know, at times they just start kicking people out if they don't pay rent? You think their country could be happy that they wouldn't be out in the streets? Or men? Um... Let me, let me answer this. So, uh, generally, they wouldn't have this, but if it, there was homelessness, it would be men. It would not be women. 
In Japan, it would be almost virtually impossible for this kind of situation. Yeah, Japan would not do it because they, they would know, how, the government and the companies would know how to keep people employed. So the, and the employment would just continue and everything would be stable. Um, it's really here in the West because what you have um, here is you have a group of women who are working marginal jobs and they're becoming single mothers and then they're living off of like quasi-government, quasi-hustle and uh, they have no real backup. Whereas in other countries, um, the women really don't, aren't really single mothers, particularly in the in the West or in advanced countries. So, for example, less than 2% of Japanese mothers are, are single mothers. Um, you know, and most of them, like, they have jobs and they have, uh, the, the man is involved to some degree to actually pay for things. So they're not, when winter comes in that environment, the, the women are protected because they made the right decision from the beginning, whereas in the West they did not. So because you have this, this strong and independent, which is really false, uh, because you have it here, um, you have these women who are vulnerable. And No, they're, yeah. they're somebody always depending. See, I just yeah. want to correct you. That if you're not dependent by the male, either in your group or a man that you in a relationship with, you're depending on another bigger entity, which is the government, which is your man, surrogate yeah. mother. Right. So there, there's always somebody, a woman's dependent on something. There's no such thing as a fully independent woman. I'm sorry. Don't exist. Right. Correct. And if you don't want to say, we'll say that they work independent and also you still need aid from the system. Correct. So it, it's BS. It's total BS. And so right now, uh, I mean, I'm, you're seeing a, a situation in which the government is basically uh, giving free housing to a lot of these so-called vulnerable women. When in reality, they should be they should have adapted by now and gotten jobs and continued working, and they just haven't done it. So why should our tax money be going towards um, this group? And uh, I, I have really no mercy for them at all, to be honest. Mm, okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. I'm I'm gonna jump in and deal with one little weird celebrity question and then we'll probably call this a night i don't think nobody else has sure. their hands up unfortunately and you know i, I expect more people i'm surprised you didn't call in greg or yashua or anybody else but you know i get it you know yeah i like the conversation mm -hmm. you know i i do respect lady ottawa calling you know she's the first woman to call in much respect mm -hmm. for her thank you um you know it's the same with dr trey and his one of his daughters is his second child mm -hmm. and you hear the story about this Oh, actually, before I ask this question, um, let me let Yasha come in, and I'm going to ask you this, all right? Okay. All right, caller, open your line. Who's this? Yeah, what's going on, Gary? What's good, man? Um, I'm not yeah, sure how right. long you've been listening, um, Yasha, but anything that's on your mind to expound? Uh, yes. Uh, one of the things I, I wanted to kind of uh, discuss with your which again, I'm not discussed, but kind of, kind of hint at him is that I, I know he dealt with the idea of options and traveling, and I'm, and that's what I'm for. I'm for the the, the options and and traveling aspects of it. I do mm -hmm. like to travel myself. I've been to Brazil. I've been to, I've been to parts of South, South America, and I'm going back. Um, I do want to visit the. 
Eastern European countries too. I haven't got there yet, but but I do plan doing some of that as well. But I've I've been, and I do believe that you know you can exercise your options. Um, I I don't think America is the only place you know that we can look for say mates or whatever or or wives or whatever, you know, or, or just to, to get out of America. You know, it's like they say, this this thing called the Matrix, they say, just get out to, you know, I see brothers all the time say, I, I just need to get out to Matrix. And I understand what they're saying, you know, I, I mean, as a man, I understand what you're saying, that they need to get away from this, because this will drive us, in, if you're not a strong man, this this stuff would drive us insane. And um, because it's not, as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's not, built to um to uh to deal with black men is it is here to oppress black men it's it's here to you know and 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 the thing that it's already has done to black men one thing it did essentially it took away black women from black men and, and that's something that we have to come to the grips with it took all women away from us you see it, it took a women away from us so deeply that in some cases, some of our women don't know how to choose us. They want us to be like everyone else. You know, if I'm a young black man, if, if I choose not to be a, 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 a knucklehead, that's not what they're looking for. If I want to be upright, move forward, do the right thing, that's not what, what, what they're attracted to. They tend to be against that. And so they, they deem you as being different. Or like, oh, what's wrong with him? He's not. No, I, I don't want to be a statistic. That's my point. So, um, but I, I kind of like the way that you dealt with the option part. I don't. I'm disagreeing with the idea that black women choose welfare over black men. I think that's a theory, and that's none. That's not a fact. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't agree with that necessarily because I've I've seen coming up as a young child. I grew up in the South Ridge housing projects. So I've seen how that's played out where when the person comes to the house to check, that man can't be there. I've seen it happen. He can't be in the house while she's there. Now, is what I'm learning that in some cases, some of those men were not married to those women. So I'm thinking that's why they couldn't be there. So I believe in a sense um, that that's in theory and not, not an actual fact. Um, now, now, you can explain uh, that to me if you want, but, but yeah, I, I do like the option me, of... Uh, go ahead. Let, let, me explain, let me talk about that. So the woman could say, for example, uh, heck with it, this man is going to stay with me no matter what, and I'm going to leave the projects, and I'm going to go out there and make a life with this man. Um, instead, what she does, uh, bring, when, when this happened, because my dad talked to me about this quite a lot, Instead, what she says is, "Get out of here, because uh, the government, you know, sees you. I, I, I lose, I lose my projects, I lose welfare, and largely speaking, in the white population, the the women, like they they were on, some, there were some women who were on welfare as well. well of course, most of those, of course, let's put this point clear: most people who are on welfare in the United States are white people. Okay, right, white right. people, not black, but white people, but." When we're talking about generational, it's black. And the white woman, she's on welfare, but she's on it for a less period of time because eventually she chooses a man and she gets you know, married and you know, she actually starts making a family and she doesn't think of 
that welfare is being an option. It's just something that's temporary. Whereas you see with the African-American woman, when welfare starts in 1965, Candace Owen explains this very well, you start having this spike in black women in welfare and then the marriage rate dropping for African-Americans just plummets. And it's continuous the saying that the black, it's because of black men, black men, blah, 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 blah. No, it's not. It's because they were choosing welfare over the black man and then uh, continuing with this stupid lie and the liberals accepted it because they didn't know any better. And so in that way, the, the black family was able to be destroyed in many areas. It's only in areas where black women said, uh, I don't need welfare, I don't need the government, I need a family. In those areas, the black community is strong and vibrant. Yeah. Now, now let me say this, and I'm still disagreeing with you, okay? But, but this is my point, and this is the only reason why I'm disagreeing with you. And I'm disagreeing with you and friendship in part. But my, my point is, this is why I'm, I'm disagreeing, because those men that were in the, in the projects or with black women, those men didn't have good, good intentions. Those men did not want to get married. Those men didn't want to man up and get married to the women who they were sleeping with. Did you, and, and, did you okay, talk to those finish? men? Do you know the stories yeah, of those men? I, yeah, I, I, I lived it as a young man. Okay. So I'm saying those men didn't have intentions on marrying those women that they was getting vagina from. That's part of the problem. Mm-hmm. They didn't have has that intention. That's part of the problem. And I, and I know that's a hard truth for brothers to swallow. But brothers, some of these dudes did not want to marry these women. They did not want to get married to women. And they should have married a, a lot of these women because they were, hold on, because they were, in fact, having sex with these women. They were living with these women. They were cooking these women. The food that these women cooked, that was, a, you know, they don't eat eating that food. So I'm, I'm just saying that it comes to a point mm-hmm. in some cases where we got to say, well, some of it was based on the fact that a lot of these dudes didn't have good intentions, period, in marrying these women, that these women thought that these men had loved them. Uh-uh. You see, no, no, no. Let me, let me go, ahead, go, go ahead, ahead and chime in here. Now, these women were choosing these bad men actively. Mm-hmm. And they knew that they can get more welfare with the additional children that they had with them. If they had a position, like, for example, if the government said, hey, if you have one more child, we're not going to give you welfare anymore. We're going to kick you out of the projects, and we're going to take your kids away from you because they don't have fathers. If they had that situation, I guarantee you those women would have closed their legs, and that bad guy who obviously is a piece of crap, wouldn't have even been allowed to be in her life, period. It's because she knew that she had the option of the government supporting her bad decisions that she allowed that guy to be there. So this falls on her, because I guarantee you there were good men around her who were family material, and she did not choose them. This is the classic talk of the woman choosing the thug, and then going to the government and saying, oh, what do I do? I need help. I need help. Help me. And the reality is, is that she actively did this. It's on her. She needs to take responsibility for it. But no, of course, she's not responsible. It's always somebody else. 
some other situation. If this would happen in another country, yeah. say like Japan or Korea, they would say, oh, look, you just made another kid. You're already poor. You made another kid with a thug. You don't know who the guy is. Okay, um, we're taking your kids away from you. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, 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 and again, I, I, again, like I said, I, I, I've, I've seen it. Um, Moan to eyes. Um, um, some of them, I mean, you know, there's a portion of those men that, that were not bad men, okay, and that they were not. Um, they, you know, um, again, but for some reason, and, and that's a time in, in the black community, and, and I was, um, I want to say there was a time in, in, in the black community where you did not go on Rachel's door. Because Rachel's father was in the home. And Rachel's father would tell you, what do you want my daughter? There's a time when the black community had that. There's a time when the black community, the, the, the only time two people got the chance to meet, if they introduced them to each other. You know, this is Rachel, Rachel, this is Don. This is, this is Don, this is the Johnson son. Rachel, this is my daughter. That's the only time that there was a time in the black community where that was going on, you know. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, that, that was taken, that's something that we stopped doing. Um, I think the, 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 the late 60s and the 70s, and early 70s, was a very terrible time for black men and black women. And this was the, uh, the thing that helped break our uh, families, we begin to take our families apart, in a sense. Because, kind of start because you, you had the option of welfare. That's what it is. See, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I'm saying that the mm-hmm. cause is the option of welfare. Once that came in, mm-hmm. black women were choosing welfare over men. You don't see it with white women because the, the white women were choosing differently. Yeah. Do you think as well as too that I think that and for me that I, you know, I still have a, uh, I still have an issue with that, but I, I think what I'm going to do is go a little further. I think is what I do understand that they choose feminism over black men. And that's why I, I and that's why I'm not agreeing with the welfare thing, but I do agree that they choose the ideal of feminism. And they, and, and from the seventies to the eighties, that they begin to choose the idea that I'm, a, I'm going to get education, et cetera, all these things, which, which I don't blame black women because at that particular time, there's a point where black women saw black men as being failures. They saw black men as being impudent in the sense of, of, of being uh, economically empowered, which that's a stereotype in the circle. That, that's more of a theory too. Black men have never, black men have, have always worked to, to empower himself. Okay, that, that, he, he's always worked to empower himself. But I think that this is what took, was sort of taking place in the black community where I do believe they choose feminism over black men. I do believe that 100%. Yeah. Okay, I, yeah. I, so and that's have, been part, this that's been the, the crush of the problem. This is the Democrats, so this is the Democrats having, using feminism as a part of the narrative to change about men, and then in particularly, because I, as far as I'm concerned, feminism is also uh, an expression of white supremacy. And so in white right, supremacy, yeah. the, the black men are worthless, um, they're losers, they're, they're not being good fathers, they don't have jobs, blah, blah, blah. And you notice that black men don't have any narrative. They're not controlling the image of themselves, but it's always somebody else controlling the image about them. So uh, when that happens, uh, the, the black woman, the ABW, is able to sit back and say, hey, I need to have, um, I'm oppressed, I'm, I'm, I'm having problems with men, you're already seeing how our men are, I need more money, and I'm going to choose feminism, education, and empowerment. That's BS. Um, and the reality was is that the black men were on the, 
uh, African-American woman side, and they were trying to work with them, and what the, the women were denying or they were not choosing the men who were going to work with them because if they did that, then they don't get have any welfare, they don't get to have any um, government aid, they don't get to have to choose this narrative within feminism. Instead, they chose feminism and a narrative which gave them welfare and government support, and at that time, they went ahead and betrayed black men and continued to sell out the black man's image in, in the media, which affects all black men. It's a successful, media, media, uh, educated, working class, all of the men were being affected by this. And because we didn't have any way of controlling our narrative, we were screwed over at that point. And the only thing we could do was work hard as, we, as, as hard as we possibly could because no one was on our side. Yeah. Um, um, uh, and, 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 and I, I want to say two more things and then I'm going to let you go. Um, um, I, I do believe that, again, as the image of black males, how we've been betrayed, I, I think that we've, all, we've often gotten the wrong information as, as, as young males coming up. Um, we've, we've gotten bad information on how to deal, how to, to understand black women. I mean, I think that we've gotten information. If, for example, I remember... Uh, 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 Older man once told me this. He says, "Your mother's not going to teach you. What, your mother will only teach you what black women like. They're not going to teach you the games that a black woman might play." And he said, "That is how women, in some cases, are. They don't teach you that. That's not what they're going to teach. They teach you what they like, like chivalry and all this stuff. And you know, it's, you know, just how you, you know, you know. But they don't teach you the other, the, the, the other side." And so I think uh, correct. A, 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 a lot of young men are now waking up saying, wow, I've, I've gotten the wrong information. Mommy didn't tell me this part. See, she, she didn't correct. tell you the other part, but she told you the other correct. part. And I think that uh, uh, a lot of, you know, y young men are now waking up to this saying, wow, this is deep. Okay, I, I, I didn't think it was going to be like this. And, you know, and again, because we're taught, mm -hmm. we, we don't teach young black girls and young black boys to be um, um, that... Like the, the, the relationship between a man and a woman should, should be something that's natural. It shouldn't be a science. You see, we don't make everything a science, and that's part of the problem. So in making it, it, it a science, we, we tend to have uh, women choosing wrong men. Um, they see um, mild-mannered men as being weak men and be being weak and not, quote, this word called alpha male, which I hate that word alpha male. I hate the word beta male. I think that these are all dumb. These this is further makes our situation a lot harder because now you got women looking for. I want an alpha male. What's an alpha male? Some of them can't truthfully tell you what an alpha male is. But um, that's one. And I I want to say that this hour was was saying something that I agree with. I hope she do call her the back end because I think she was making a good point. Uh, I think, yeah. You know, like, right, like Gary yeah, was yeah. saying. Hold on, but, but I think what Gary was saying that he wanted like a one by one conversation, which he's right about that. He, that 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 should happen. But um, I'm glad I could call in. Um, I still have an issue with the with the welfare thing. I think that's again that's fact and theory. I think that's done in theory. But again, thank you. And uh, and again, I, I agree with you on the the, the traveling thing because I I like to travel. I'm going to continue to travel. I'm going to continue to keep my options open because. I'm 54 years old, bro. I'm single with, with no children. So one mm -hmm. thing I, I think that has taught me is taught me to say, see, you're single, 
and now you see all this, this dysfunction happening in front of you. Now, did you want to be a part of that? And I'm like, no, I did not want to be a part of that. So now, you know, your conscience is telling you, don't you feel better about yourself now? That you don't got to deal with none of this dumb stuff that's going on? So that's what I'm going to say. If you're, I'm done, Gary. If you're, if you're able to travel to another country where black women in particular, liberals, are not controlling the narrative about black men, you're going to have a totally different treatment by women. They're going to be treating you very well. They're going to be respecting you as they respect other men. And you're going to find that that life is much better. And this is why another reason why the women do not want you traveling because you get out of their control, particularly the narrative. Uh, they do not want to have an, a narrative where you have a lot of black men who are happily married to uh, non-black women and successful and the wives are also supporting the narrative that the black men are confident and productive and competent. But see, this is what you have in Japan because you have plenty of um, ex-military black men who are married to Japanese women and there's no issue. They're having successful families and the narrative is very positive and no black woman can say anything negative about that situation. And let me tell you, they make really gorgeous children. And, and, and this is my point, too, that, that when I say travel, I mean, I, I, I've seen girls who travel, and they're not always just dating the, the women there. I've seen girls travel, but they're dating those black women who, who, who are there in those countries, too. That's the thing. They're, they're dating black Brazilian women. They're dating black women who live in, in, in South America. That's what they're doing in most cases. I, 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 yeah. I'm not one for a lot of you know, uh, but but again, I'm I'm not one for a lot of uh, fantasizing about interracial dating. But one one thing I do want to say that that but but let me make my point. So I can hang up. Okay. But my point is that I do understand that a lot of girls who go to 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 particularly South America and other places, they're dating those black women who who are there. That's what they're doing in most yep. cases. But but thank you again, yep. Gary, and thank you, sir, and um. Um, and I hope that we can talk soon again, but thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, man, um, like I said, man, if a black man wants to travel and find and date out, that's their option. Like I said, no So I don't, I, I, I don't fight things after a while because people going to do what they're going to do. You get me? Yep. So, yep. Yep. But thank you, Doctor. Thank you. The, I don't call because I already passed. <laughs> I'm having fun. I'm I'm actually while you're while we're doing this, I'm putting some of my gym equipment together. All right, I open the. Well, thank you for opening up the line. This is Adwa. I never hung up. I've been on the line the whole time, so. Whatever that was you were saying, that was not true. And um, what I wanted to say was this. If you have any history behind welfare, you will know that European immigrants were the first to have welfare. They came into the country, and the government provided them with a safety net. Now, black folks, as you said, didn't get the, the privilege to have welfare until the 60s. So it wasn't an upsurge in black folks' 
having access to um, to welfare, it was something that was new. So yes, the numbers increased in the black community. Um, I think that um, this manosphere and whatever your principles are, I think that you're really weakening men. I think that you really need to work on mind power, mind development, because women should be doing the same. And obviously, you're not um, for building the black family because you, you're enjoying yourself over in Europe with the women there. So you're not interested in building the black families, black communities. Your interest is somewhere else. And so for you to speak for black women, you know, I'm going to push back on that just as you all push back on black women speaking on black men. So you have okay, to so I'm going to give... I'm going to go ahead and answer that right now. I don't need to speak for black women. I can just give results. I can just give numbers. 80% of divorces. Your results. 80%. What are your results? Hold on. I was quiet. Now you're going to be quiet. 80% of divorces in the black community are filed by black women. You have a horrible abortion rate that's going on also in black women in the United States. <laughs> just those so two alone. women. So do the European nope, nope. ones. No, no, those are black ones. Oh, absolutely. Then, in 1965, absolutely. when a welfare is actually being given to the African-American community, you have a direct correlation with the destruction of the black family. The, because black women were no, choosing the, the government. That black family goes. Yeah, all no, the way that's back exactly no. What no, have nothing about? to do with enslavement. Nothing to do with enslavement. If you look at the forties and the fifties, you have plenty of strong black families, and there's Absolutely. no welfare being given at Absolutely. all. And it's Absolutely. because the women were choosing the men. And they were living with them and making We've families. We've always chose with, the black man. No, We've you have not done that. Now, <laughs> if I decide, I, I don't if know I how decide old you to date out, but you don't I'm have you don't seem to have very much history of being under your belt. What? Oh, I have lots of history. What you're well, trying you're to do is get men. What you're trying to do is get men to uh, uh to be subservient to women no, and I'm do not. what they want. I was yes you are one hundred percent wrong black man. And and I'm and not what, no the only thing you're trying to do none of that is make sure that the men do what you want. Strong black man and so when men in the manosphere when they and have a not. strong mind and they do what they want, they choose so. differently. You sound well weak. that's tough. You sound you like a are controller. You oh, sound like go a ahead and call me what you want. I make fifty thousand dollars a month. You, know. you are well, not a strong you're... black man. Oh, you're go very go ahead and say that. You are I am very weak. Weak. I am strong very and I'm and I'm gonna date out man. and you can't and do you anything about it. If you actually man. are strong, you don't you're you gonna don't sit back and say it's okay, that's that's fine. All right, people. All right, all right, guys, guys, guys. Lady Awa, Lady Awa. All right, um, uh, Lady Awa. Uh -huh. And so are you, whatever your name is, Gary. Lady Awa. Lady Awa, please. All right, um, we're gonna move no, on, Lady Awa, because. Please.
it, it's going to it's gonna be an argument. Please. Um, I'm sorry. I, yeah. Hold on. I got one more person to call me. Yeah, I don't know why you guys call it at the... You know I'm going to start doing? I know it's a certain time while I'm slowly wrapping up. I'm noticing people now starting to call in. Now when the fuckery starts coming. You ever notice this, deal? Yeah, this happens with chaos also. Shit. Yep. Let me, let me open, I'm, I'm yeah. going to see who this is. Who this is? Hello? Open line. Who's this? Hi, it's Gigi. Um, uh, yes, I how are you doing, Gigi? Call- huh? Yeah. I said, how are you doing, Gigi? Hello. I'm pretty good, pretty good. I don't think it's when people call in for the, you know, we hold, we hold for a long time, then we hang up, we call back, keep calling back. Mm-hmm. But um, I just, I was getting kind of concerned about the way the conversation was going. You know, Gary, mm-hmm. instead of you sitting there, you got to take control of this. Mm-hmm. Situation. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm done. Hi, Ottawa. Okay. 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 GG. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, G. Well, you know, what's unsaid, GG. It, it comes like this constantly on the Chaos Rain channel. You know, I am the Chaos, and it will take a much a, gra- a greater or extreme chaos to restore the order in which the world we live in today. So mm-hmm. I do have to bring in the name I fall under. I don't do it enough when I want to. I'm trying to be very conservative. I'm much you don't want to believe that, Theo, in regards to the, the, the chaos. But, you know, I take that approach. But, 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 but Gigi, Gigi, you there, Gigi? I have to move on. I move on. I got to wrap this up. So, okay. Any, anything else? All right, thank you. All right. Last question I'm going to ask you on field, and then we're going to call tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um... Dr. Trey and his daughter, the situation she had. Are yep. you aware that his daughter was cut off from her father last year? Yep, I'm aware of that. Now, mind you, I listened to other panels and other consecrators talked about this, right? And I heard some women talked about it as well. And, you know, when you get it from the women's perspective or women's side of things, they are um, saying that this man is evil, bad, and his wealth is going to go to another group of people. You know, I'm hearing this and I get it. But my my thing that I find problematic is if you, the child of the father, right, and you're put in a very good position because it seemed like you didn't miss a meal from what I'm hearing, correct? correct? Correct. And to find that you were extended up to your adult age, 18 years of age. Now, mind you, Theo, most young girls and boys, whether their parents are doing good or not, you don't, st- you don't get stayed under the titty or on the yoke of your father up to your adult age. And regards getting a little money monthly and a stipend. You get me? Don't have- wait, 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 hold on. Wait, wait, hold on. Let me see what's going on. Did somebody say something? Who's that? Sorry, I don't know who that was. You hear me, Amphia? Yep, I hear you. Yeah. To find that, you know, she's putting herself out there. And mind you, I heard about this during early this year about Dr. Dre's daughter before it started mm-hmm. to take traction last week. This was months in advance. And it seemed to me she wants to... um. I guess she's trying to put herself out there and the woe is me stories to show that 
you know, her father's evil back. But when I find out that, hold on, your father will supply you even to the point where you should not be getting no stipend every month, especially if you're a young adult. What are you doing with your money and time as young young woman of this, the father of Dre? Besides his other children, his sons are pretty much doing pretty decent. You get me? Mm-hmm. Yep, I hear you. And not only that, you had children by multiple men. Because to have four children and they're not under your care or you're raising them, red flag to me. You get me? Mm-hmm. So my thing I'm I going to bring you. to your attention is this, that what point when it comes to us as parents? I know you're not, you don't, you have kids yet, right? Do you? Not yet, I right? don't have kids. All right, but let's say in the future, for any future parents or parents now, when do we have the cutoff with our children? Because there has to be now a cutoff point. The man, what our economic situation, especially as men, where do we have to put the foot down? That's not true. That's not true. Who, who's this? Who's on? Who's this? Who this? It's the ghost of Christmas past. Um, Gigi, I mute your line for a reason. I need to wrap this up, please. If you want a question, please press star six, please. Thank you. Thank you, please. Don't do that. All right. So if you want to answer, go ahead. Okay, so, uh, basically, they have a relationship, they have conversations, and there's probably a line that uh, is drawn by the father. So, um, if somebody crosses that line, the father has to enforce and say, hey, you cross the line, I'm going to cut you off. And that's the way life is. Now, when I was growing up, I knew that there was a line that I also could not cross. I knew that I had to be out of the house when I was 18 years old. I had to go to university. So that's what I did. I left the mm-hmm. house. I left my, my, my possessions. Um, I didn't return. Um, that, you know, my parents said to me that, you know, they, they understood I'd make a few mistakes in life. They gave me some money for that, but not much. And that's what happened. I, I didn't really get that much financial support. And I had to make something of myself. And I think that's what parents should do because that makes uh, the child have to become an adult and have to become an independent adult, and we need more of this. So if this woman uh, crossed the line with Dr. Dre, with her father, well, he had every right and responsibility and requirement to cut her off, and I'm glad he did. Mm. And, you know, I have to agree, and I wish it was done sooner. Because what happens now, because she now is really being an adult now, because now she has to deal with the real world, she's going to find it's not easy being an adult in this Western world. To work two or three jobs, move from state to state, and really don't got no type of support system. The only thing I see in the future where a lot of people... Especially America, where when it, where where we're going right now with it, that if a lot of people are really cut off and there's no real government government aid, we're gonna have problems mm-hmm. as rich people in America, especially black people. Cut them off. Because, cut them off. And and here's the problem, babe, because I'm not saying she's a good example, but there's no way in hell you've been under your yoke of your father for this long, and now that he cut off, whatever reason you and him have very much not good arrangement or disagreement. As, you know, a child, as, you know, the daughter and the son, that you were sitting there with your hand out and there's nothing really to save you. You up there working hard, you complain about it. And really, truly, 
adults every day have to make use of themselves. It's going to come to the point you have to be a fucking adult. And now that you're being an adult now at almost pushing 40, you're late to the game, sweetie. And that's why a lot of men was honest and giving their perspective. And we're not being mean. We're being honest. That you should not be at any age, especially if you're a man, if your father is a millionaire, multi-millionaire, and now approaching billionaire. Hold on, I hear feedback. <laughs> a, 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 almost a billionaire that you under this wing and you have not made nothing of yourself. During a time you were just an adult until you're reaching close to 40. Time management was not used properly. Now, people could say that Dr. Drake could have probably did something a little better, which all parents, let's be honest, we could do better. I can agree. Kind of know the backstory. But then day, you should not be dependent solely because your father's a multimillionaire and you think this is going to be forever. That's unexcusable. Even other celebrity um, fathers, like Shaq, some, like, um, I could probably name a from, like, maybe, um, what's the name? Um, Warren Buffett, or any of the ones that are billionaires and stuff, what I've noticed, their children do pretty all right. But it becomes a problem when they're just groomed and only nurtured up to their, their parents die. That's when the problem happens. Oh, you there, Theo? I don't see the board. I'm here. I'm here. Okay, okay. Yeah. So now, and here's the funny thing about wealth. If your children are not prepared to deal with the struggles before your parents die, most likely nine-tenths of the time, the wealth, start, they, their people start over. Can I please ask a question? No, no, no. Um, I, got, I, got, I got to wrap this up, um, Gigi, please. Do not do that. No, no, you cannot. Gigi's, you cannot do that. It's like if, if you're not pressing hands, I've told you the lines are closed, Gigi. Why are you doing this? Please, thank you, thank you. Please respect well, the, the guests. Please, please. Thank you. I beg you. Try to um, like I was saying, um, Theo, there has to be a point where they have to be cut off, a cutoff point. Yep. Yep. So, so like I said, I agree with you, and a lot of men are giving their harsh critique, which is justifiable. At the end of the day, you know, your children are going to sink or swim. And if you're, mm -hmm. not, if you're not taking the game from either your parent or taking the money they give you and putting used to it, you're going to sink in this society, especially a black Correct. person. It's even worse. You're going to go six feet under, all the way deep in the ocean. So black people are wake the hell up. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going more into this. I'm, I'm done with all this. Any yeah, comments, Mark, Steele? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I, I agree. I, I agree with you. And with what I had, again, 18 years old, um, I have no more financial support. Um, I needed to go out in the world and actually make something of myself. My parents told me this. No, well, when I was like 12, 13 years old, I knew this was going to be the expectation. I didn't get that much. My parents died. I didn't get an inheritance. In fact, I pay my parents' debt every month, and they're both dead. So they're just, I mean, you know, I honor. I, I became an adult. I did what was necessary, and other people have to as well. And so if, if Dre's daughter couldn't figure it out, even without all that support, and she was given some sort of lip service, or she was doing something that her father said enough's enough, that's on her. She has to figure that one out. And if she doesn't, well, okay, well, the streets are for her. There's uh, some space underneath the bridge. I'm sure she could figure it out from there. Okay, okay. Um, thank you, Phil. <laughs> for, for, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Phil, 
for being my guest for tonight's subject. And this is a very uh, life-changing experience. Um, to find a man like yourself in your mid or late 40s to come from poverty to what we call now um, success is a story that should be told. I'm hoping in the future you write a book about your life once you're a little older. You know what I'm saying? So people know. Uh, I've been writing. I've been writing for a while, and I'm thinking about publishing. Okay, well that'd be the next step. Besides, you know your your tips on IT. I think everybody should know your story. You know, I mean, Ooh. to find what you. I want to see through... you. Hmm? Yeah, I want you to be at my conference in Atlanta, and uh, I hope to meet you there. Mm-hmm. And uh, hey, I want to help other black men to become successful. Okay. Okay. Like I said, I talked to um the other brother, little, little Nate, about that. So, you know, like I said, I had to make time what I'm doing. So, you know, like I said, but like I said, anything is possible, brother. So, you know, be on the lookout. You know, I might just pop up one of these yep. days, you know. Yeah. But um, thank you for coming by. Um, And, hell, if anything interesting, we could probably do this again soon, you know, on a different subject, you know. Maybe. Sounds good to me. All right. All yep. right. Thank you again, Theo Waff. Um, take care and, you know, God bless. Yep. God bless you too. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. And thank everybody for listening to today's stream. If you're new to Castaway Channel, please hit the red button, the top bell, to let you know when there's notifications, uploads, and streams on the Castaway Channel. And also, I'd like to hear from you. Follow me on Twitter at Castaway Seven, and you now can follow me on Facebook, Eric Rain, as well. You know, be on the lookout for the next stream. I'm gonna have like another good stream a guest and we're going to talk about some other deep issues that let's be honest we're not ready to have right now the discussion but anyway be on the lookout for that um so like always people take care now and good night i'd like to give thanks to theo wolf to be as the special guest of today's stream and much respect to the brother himself. And like always comment, subscribe and like this video. You can now follow me on Twitter at chaos rain seven and follow me on Facebook, Eric rain and follow me on all other podcasts, anchor, Spotify, Google play, etc. So thank you for listening. Until next time. Thank you.